You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At QL Daily, Aaron Hawksworth, PJ Glasser with you. We're happy you could be with us. Joining us now is Matt Joseph, a.k.a. Mid-Major Matt. He's a sports handicapper. He's a beast with college basketball, especially when it comes to the mid-majors. Um, you can find him with BetUS and Sports Memo. Matt, welcome back to the show. So excited to talk to you. First, I want to start with the games that we saw last night. We saw some upsets Tennessee, to me, is a team I can't trust. What were some of your takeaways from what you saw last night? Well, I mean, I think, obviously, when you take a look at Villanova getting the win at Xavier, Villanova is going to be a team I think a lot of people are going to bet on the futures for for the Big East tournament because with a healthy Justin Moore, you just see what this team is capable of. Now, look, it's obviously a very tough Big East, and they're going to have to go through a bunch of teams to do it. But if you can win at Xavier last night, and as they continue to get Justin Moore and more reps, I think Villanova is going to be a threat. And Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Excuse me, Tennessee. Tennessee is a team that I'm certainly not going to trust right now. Their offense isn't good enough. Uh, their defense is going to get them places. But, look, Rick Barnes' teams usually fail in March. Now they're starting to fail in February instead. Yeah, it's a good point, Matt. We were talking about them earlier on in the show and how we are not liking what we're seeing from the Vols. I do want to get some questions to you about some mid-majors. I want to start with Conference USA. Three teams I really like in that league, FAU, North Texas, UAB. If you had to pick one that you would want to see in the NCAA tournament, who, who would you like to see? Well, I mean, we saw Jelly Walker, and Jelly Walker by himself is worth the price of admission just watching him with UAB. Um, I, I think, obviously, for entertainment value, you want UAB. But, of course, North Texas, I think, is, you know, one of the most fundamental uh, teams you got. And the problem is that they're a slow team. They play a ton of defense. They don't have that superstar that you can latch on to. And, look, you know, Florida Atlantic at, at 24-3, and three, they've gotten plenty of exposure uh, for their program. But if you're telling me one team that I want to see in the tournament, I think it's UAB because they play that flashy style and they've got that superstar. And whenever we want to latch on to Cinderella's come March, we want that superstar. We want that style of play that's really exciting. And UAB fits both of those when it comes to Cinderella's. Give me another Cinderella besides UAB. Um, I'll tell you this. It's one of my favorite teams, and I hope they actually make it this year. It's Toledo. Uh, Toledo has one of the most explosive offenses in college basketball. Um, you could blindly bet their team total overs and probably hit about 60 to 65%. 
because they're just that good. They have matchup issues all over the board here. J.T. Shoemate is a is kind of a middling big that gets a lot of bigger guys covering him, and he takes a lot of advantage of it. You've got Ray J. Dennis. You've got uh, the Maddox kid who's really good. Toledo's got a really good offense. They've won 12 in a row, and if they play even a little bit of defense, they're the type of team that could give some squads trouble. Problem is that last year in the MAC they lost because they couldn't shoot free throws. They struggled a little bit down the stretch, but I'd really like Toledo to make the NCAA tournament because I think they can make some noise. Two-team race right now at the top with Kent State and Toledo, so it'll be fun to watch those two teams try and duke it out. What about the Missouri Valley, Matt? Arch Madness is going to be great this year because you have three teams that are really hot. Drake's on a nine-game win streak. Bradley's won eight in a row. Indiana State, seven in a row. I I know a lot of people are on Drake. Are you one of those people? You think they're the team to beat in the Missouri Valley? I think Drake's really good, and obviously it's funny because I saw Drake at their worst uh, because I'm in the uh, Richmond, Virginia area, and they came to Richmond and played the Spiders and and laid an absolute egg and played so bad. Lost by 30 at Richmond, and then they lost at St. Louis that next game, and so you kind of wondered what was going on. But, yeah, I mean, their offense is pretty ridiculous. It's very balanced. I'm more of a fan of Indiana State. Now, Indiana State's another one of those teams that defense is a little bit of a question mark, but that offense is so explosive. Look, they're shooting 59% from two-point range uh, this season. They run these sets. That get, you know, their coach comes from Division Three. He brings some of the kids with him, and they just run this awesome offense. So I like Drake. I think Indiana State's certainly good. And then, of course, you can't forget the team that plays the best defense out of that group is Bradley. Um, that's certainly a team that you can always rely on defense down the stretch. Well, let's get right to it. What are some of your favorite plays for the night? We're a betting show. The people need your picks. Well, so I will actually start out in the Missouri Valley with um, Bradley itself here. And so Bradley tonight is on the road at Valparaiso. And to me, situationally, this is a horrible spot for Bradley. We just talked about it. They're atop the standings. They're tied to standings with Drake. They figure to win this game tonight, but Sunday at home against Drake, so that's a much bigger game. They're coming off a very tough, very low-scoring, very low-possession game at Southern Illinois last Sunday. Um, Valpo is a team that's very improved, and obviously you look at this game that they played earlier in the season. Valpo lost by 22 um, at at, uh, Bradley. And you look at what Valpo's done as of late. They lost by four at home to Southern Illinois. They lost in two overtimes by three to Drake. Um, they have a couple of home wins. They, you know, played Belmont tough and, and things like that. So situationally, I think this is way too many points. I got Valpo plus eight and a half. There's a lot of eights out there still. I think that the Crusaders are definitely a live play here because I think spot-wise, you've got a Bradley team that's probably focused more on this weekend than they are tonight against um, against Valparaiso. And then the other one I'm kind of looking at here is I'm going to the Atlantic Sun, and it's down in the added board, which I know some people don't necessarily travel to, but I really like this Stetson team tonight. And you're looking at a Stetson-Austin P game, and I know people are like, well, wait, i got to find these places on the map. But Austin P is a team that's definitely not going to make the A-Sun tournament, so their season is basically pretty much over. They've got two road games left. And they're coming off a win at home against North Florida on Saturday, which unfortunately ended with a brawl. And two of their three, uh, two of their starters are suspended for this game. This is a team that's in the 300s when it comes to offense. So you take two starters away from a team that's already really bad offensively, and you send them on a road against a Stetson team that's shooting 39% from long range overall and 40% in conference play. 
That's just got some things to play for. They're towards the top of the ace on standings. There's some jockeying that can be done with regards to fees and things like that. It's a big number. I never usually like laying these big numbers because you're always kind of waiting and hoping that the team just has the motivation to blow teams out. But Stetson minus 10.5 is the other play I like tonight. Matt, you talked about Villanova when you first came on, and we got another great Big East game tonight, Connecticut and Providence. Huskies laying 7.5 at home. The total is 142.5. Do you have any thoughts on that Big East matchup tonight? And what do you make of the conference in the Big East tournament? Because we had two great games last night, and you figure that the top five teams and Villanova is going to make for a really excited conference tournament. Yeah, and and certainly with regards to that, it's Ed Cooley is an underdog. It feels like is always a good is always a good play. I don't know exactly what the uh, ATS numbers are, but whenever they're underdogs, it feels like every game they're either winning by a lot or it's a one possession game. And so the books are giving us seven and a half here. And I'm not sure. Look, I understand that there's no such thing as a trap here, but everybody kind of knows the same thing. If you're in these circles, if you're a pro, you know you bet on Ed Cooley as an underdog, and certainly as a seven and a half point underdog because you look at their road games. You know they lost by five at St. John's. They lost by two at Xavier. They lost by eight at Marquette, lost by six at Creighton. There's just something about this Providence team that every time they get in these close games, they just know what to do. And when you look at UConn, you need a team that's going to rebound well because UConn rebounds really well. Well, obviously Providence is a top 15 offensive rebounding team. I think the books don't give Providence enough respect here. UConn is certainly playing better basketball. But they've also, you know, they're coming off a win against Seton Hall. I, I have no respect for Seton Hall in terms of how good they are. So I think it's just a bit too many points here. I would lean to Providence here. Um, Ed Cooley is an underdog is a bet that you almost make automatically. What about Kentucky at Florida? Kentucky handled its business in the first matchup. Any thoughts on this one? Well, obviously, when you look at that first matchup, you, you take a look and see because they had Colin Castleton. Uh, in that game, and, and, and there is no Colin Castleton. And that kind of means that they, Oscar Shibway should be able to do whatever they want in this because Oscar Shibway has the advantage inside. Castleton had 25 points and eight rebounds and five assists in that game against Kentucky, and that was at Rupp Arena, and they still didn't win that game. Now they're playing without Castleton, and you kind of saw a little bit of the difference when they played that game in Arkansas. They just didn't rebound as much. Arkansas crushed them on the boards. Um, you know, something about Florida in big games, for the most part, they just don't show up. They have a great home court advantage. It always looks like it's a great place to play, but they just don't show up in games like this. Obviously, Kentucky's a really big wild card. You know, they play, you know, they lose at Georgia, which you never expect, but then they go and they win at Tennessee and they win at Mississippi State. So whenever you really want to count Kentucky out, you never, they always show up. So what I would kind of look at here maybe is some sort of Oscar Sheedway prop, whether it's a points prop or a points and rebounds prop. He should have a monster game tonight. Matt, Wisconsin at the Kohl Center used to be automatic when they were playing home games. They haven't been too great this year. They have a huge game tonight against Iowa. Iowa's one-and-a-half point favorites. They were the same one-and-a-half point favorites the other night against Northwestern. I fell for that trap. It didn't work out. You think this is another good game to fade the Hawkeyes, or, or do you like them on the road tonight? Well, so uh, obviously it feels like, and I, once again, the numbers are probably out there. I mean, home teams in the Big Ten, it's just like it's been amazing. And you're always getting, it feels like, short numbers, too. You're always getting, like last night with that Michigan uh, Michigan State game, it was like a three, three-and-a-half number. And you're always getting the opportunity to not only play the home team, 
But in some cases, when the number is within three, you're getting a chance to play the money line. And so, obviously, I'm not going to play the money line tonight, but I got to lean to Wisconsin at home. I mean, the Big Ten teams at home have just been a great bet. And you look at Iowa. What's, where's Iowa's road wins in conference? They won at Minnesota. That's the last one. A lot of people can win in the barn nowadays. And they beat Rutgers way back in, in early January at Rutgers. Um, that, I think, was kind of an outlier here. This is a, an Iowa team that for years you always played them at home. You played their team totals at home. You played their first half at home. They come out really good. And then on the road, they're just a completely different team. So even though Wisconsin bit some people last game by losing at home to Rutgers, I feel like you unfortunately have to go back to it once again because even though they lost that game against Rutgers, it was a one-point loss. The home loss to Northwestern was a two-point loss. So I feel like you got to go and kind of hope that they continue this trend and look at North, uh, Wisconsin as a home dog in this one. Matt, you tweeted a couple days ago that you have a feeling that some of these big 12 teams could be one and done come tournament time. Can you expand on that a little for us? Yeah, it's, and it's not saying that the Big 12 as a conference is a, a, is a bad conference, but it's just, you know, you always see every night it's, a, it's an opportunity to get in the tournament. And we've seen this in years with the ACC. We've seen this for years with, with the Big 10. When you have one of these conferences that get eight, nine, ten teams in, the top's really good. There's no doubt. Kansas, Texas, Kansas State, Baylor, I think, are going to be really good. But I think some of these other teams – the, you know, the going through the battles and getting to the NCAA tournament, like if a Texas Tech gets in or a West Virginia gets in, every game has been a tournament-level game for them. Well, you know, if they see a team like a Missouri Valley team or an OVC team or a Patriot League team, whatever it is, like they're almost going to let off a little bit. And so, like, I think Oklahoma State's not bad. I think Texas Tech's making a nice run. I think, uh, you know, TCU, Iowa State. These teams aren't bad when they're playing against rivals that they know each other, but when teams that they don't know come ahead of them, I feel like there's going to be a struggle. So the books are going to set like a nice meaty number for this uh, conference's win total. It's going to be like 13, 14, 14 and a half, whatever it is, because you expect Kansas and potentially Baylor to make runs to the final four in a championship. But I just think some of these teams are going to be one and done. I just think they're going to get these matchups against the Missouri Valley. Like whatever team wins that conference, they could beat the Big 12 team. And I, so I think that the, the top's going to be really good. But the middle to bottom, I think there's going to be some one and dones that people don't expect. Matt, we got about a minute and a half left. What about the ACC? Miami, they have now won seven games in a row. Virginia's won four games in a row. Those two teams are kind of separating themselves from the pack in the ACC. Are they the only two teams you would back in the NCAA tournament, or are, are there other teams that, that you like in the conference as well? Uh, I think Virginia wins this conference rather easily. I, I, I think Virginia, I have money on Virginia to make the Final Four and win the championship. I just think this Cavaliers team under Tony Bennett has the look of a squad that's going to frustrate a bunch of teams come March. I think NC State can do the same. If NC State kind of stays consistent, DJ Burns and those guards are going to be really tough to handle. As much as I don't like it, I think Duke is a team that's kind of setting everybody up. Nobody's talking about Duke. And I think the freshmen are slowly starting to play better. Filipowski is starting to play better. Now, can they get overwhelmed by March? That's a potential worry. But I think we're setting ourselves up that Duke can make a run that nobody really expects. I think that team is kind of laying in the weeds a little bit and kind of being really quiet, which is rare for Duke because nothing they ever do is quiet, it feels like. I got to ask you, your Twitter bio says you're chronically single. Are you on the apps? Are there any legit prospects? 
Oh, I'm on every app. I'm on every app possible. I feel like I'm on even the farming one. I think I'm on. So I'm I'm out there as much as possible. But uh, unfortunately, it just hasn't gone well. Nobody really cares about a guy who can handicap the OVC or K props. I, I feel like I need to take that out of my profile. You're not that far away from me in Richmond. So maybe we need to talk. Maybe I can hook you up, you know. That was mid-major, Matt. Great insight. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, we dive into tonight's college basketball slate. And if we have time, we can look ahead to Saturdays as well. That's next on the BetQL Network.